There are many ways people listen to Vision, including in cars through the Vision app. The Vision app is compatible with Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. So if you have mobile coverage, you can stream any of Vision's live radio channels in crystal clear quality and enjoy a growing range of on-demand podcasts all on the go. There are other ways to connect your phone to your vehicle speakers too. You can see detailed instructions when you Google ways to listen to Vision. However and wherever you listen to Vision, you can be sure that the announcers, programs and music will help you look to God daily. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Well, no doubt you have been gripped each day by checking out what the latest statistics are showing as to what's happening around the world when it comes to coronavirus and what's happening here in Australia. And, of course, we can get a little excited about the fact that our figures in Australia look better than some of the things that we're seeing in the headlines from around the world. But let's get some insights into some of the statistics and why they might not be so trustworthy and how some of them might even encourage a level of alarmism. Bill Muhlenberg from Culture Watch back with us once again. Hello, Bill. Welcome back to 2020. Great to be back. Bill, it is alarming to see the numbers of deaths around the world, particularly as we're seeing updates each day, say the United States or what's going on in the UK. Uh, we're somehow rather not exposed to a lot of other numbers from around the world. But what are your thoughts about how the numbers look in Australia? Yeah, well, I've been writing quite a lot on this Um in fact, I've probably got three or four pieces now I've done just looking at the actual stats, uh, the figures. Uh, I mean, the hard numbers are there for anybody to see. Of course, how you interpret the numbers, and then you have the issue of how you extrapolate from the numbers. You know, it's where we get into modeling and guesstimates and predictions, and that's where things can get all very... Uh, dicey. You can end up with wild predictions. Uh, I actually had one guy tell me personally that based on current trends, uh, we could see a million Australians die from corona. Uh, it's better to stick with the actual hard figures. And in this case, as of the time of our interview, uh, 61 Australians have died. Now, that's 61 too many, of course. Always sad. But bear in mind, we have 25.5 million people. So in the two months that we've been keeping close records, we've averaged one death a day with corona. So in the light of this and all the shutdowns we have, the lockdowns, the destruction to the economy and some of the overtop policing, I guess you have to put all this together and say, do the current figures really... uh, justify some of the kind of fairly harsh and austere measures not only Australia but so many other countries have taken to deal with corona. It's certainly a debate that is heating up right now. Bill, though, this idea of alarmism, uh, we've seen that uh, so many times in issues around climate and such things. Mm -hmm. Uh, What are your thoughts about alarmists in the coronavirus debate, because that's obviously where you get these wild predictions. Yeah, well, you're exactly right to raise the whole climate 
uh, change scenario because it's been exactly the same. You've had wild predictions, gloom and doom, chicken little, the whole world's going to die with, you know, often very inaccurate and unreliable modeling done on the climate uh, change issue. And, of course, with that has gone really draconian calls. We have to radically redo our economies. We have to tax people out of existence. We have to almost ban uh, personal automobiles and, you know, using uh, jets to fly around the world. We have to do this. We have to do that to deal with the climate change crisis. So we see the same thing. First of all, a very rubbery use of figures, a lot of wild predictions with the numbers, often that haven't at all materialized. And in fact, in some ways, things have changed radically and gotten better. Uh, Now many again are talking about whether global cooling is the next thing we have to face. So that's the problem with uh, wild and reckless use of numbers and then the proposals that often those on the left want to throw around to really take away our individual freedoms, to radically alter government and society. All of that, I think, at the very least, we have to ask hard questions. We have to be vigilant. Uh, We've already seen, you know, just one case after another, even here in Australia, some guy might be completely alone in the middle of the ocean, or at least off the beach, uh, you know, swimming on his own and being arrested and fined by police. Uh, we have so many cases that it really gets quite scary when we see what's happening. So we just need to be careful and cautious here. I imagine that there are a lot of those sorts of stories that are emerging and it does highlight, doesn't it, as you say, the draconian methods uh, to crack down on coronavirus. Uh, I recall the one uh, where the funeral was hijacked by police and a warning issued there over uh, having a, you know, too many people at a funeral uh, over the Easter long weekend. That's just one of many examples, though. Yeah, well, there's plenty, and I've been documenting those uh, just about every day now. I've got about 40 articles already on corona. Probably half of them are on these horror stories of really uh, government overkill, police uh, overzealousness. I mean, sure, they got a job to do, and there is a place for governments to step in and intervene. There's no question about that. But the problem is we can go into overreaction and cause more harm than good, and some of these stories have been very shocking indeed. And then it's not just individual stories of freedoms lost, people arrested and heavily fined, but at the moment uh, the IMF, International Monetary Fund, is saying we've our economy has shrunk by nearly 7%, the greatest it has since the Great Depression. We've got a million Australians out of work or underemployed at the moment because of these lockdowns. Well, the truth is death is death, uh, whether it's the 61 who's died from the disease itself or we know in times of economic crisis, suicide rates skyrocket. Uh, people will lose their lives for all kinds of reasons with a uh, economic turndown. So I would say all deaths are important. And if the cure is worse than the disease and we can get as many people dying or suffering greatly because of what may have been government overreaction and so on, uh, that's got to be taken into account as well. 
Overreaction, this idea of overreach, of doing more than is necessary, and as you say, the alarmists create an environment where those who are in power and making the rules can set rules that really take away our freedoms very quickly. This idea of having apps on our phones to track our whereabouts wherever we are, that does seem to be one of those big brother type overreach opportunities that someone's going to try and cash in on. Yeah, well, we could spend a lot of time on that as well. Just some of the draconian measures. We already have police and others using drones to fly over areas to keep an eye on people. We've had police bragging, as I document in my articles in Queensland, about how they're basically lying in wait, checking to see if they can find anybody going on a picnic somewhere out in the boonies that they can spring upon them. So there's a lot of these little steps and, of course, all these cases that we are now reading about of people daubing in their neighbors, snitching on their neighbors. Uh, you, know, if, if, you know, if you saw your neighbor uh, murdering uh, his wife, well, then there's a good case to be reporting him to the police. But we've had all kinds of overzealous and fearful people saying, oh, I think my neighbor had, uh, in fact, there was a case of one guy who may have just had his TV on too loud, Somebody thought he had a big gathering, so the police smashed down his door. That also, I think, was in Queensland. So we're getting a lot of really scary type stuff on this issue of neighbors uh, dobbing in people. And then, as you say, what are we going to do with some of these new technologies, where their phone apps? Uh, there's a big debate, of course, about vaccines, but many are now talking about mandatory vaccines for everybody or you will not be able to get certain goods and services. For example, as of May 1, you won't be able to visit your uh, loved one in a nursing home. Uh, look, you know, regardless of what you think about these things, you, you do kind of get, you know, a revelation in mind. You start reading about a mark on your hand and your forehead, and you think, wait a minute, what's going on? Now, I'm not saying, you know, Morrison or Trump or all the leaders are, you know, part of some global conspiracy. But again, there is a place to ask some questions, to be vigilant, because some of this stuff is getting a bit scary. As you say, Bill, you've got to come back to the hard numbers and Mm. the idea of flattening the curve. And this week, things have looked particularly good and uh, some areas of outbreak and thinking of Tasmania over the weekend. But there are some issues here at hand. And uh, in some sense, you could think of localising those heavy-handed approaches so that you can contain the virus. But the idea that everybody's tarred with the same brush, that one's a tough one for a lot of people, and, and particularly people listening to our conversation today uh, who are in some more rural areas. Yeah, again, it's um, we're not trying to hammer the governments, and you know, many are trying the best they can. We certainly have to pray for them that they would have the wisdom of Solomon at this time, but a lot of experts are saying we've really gone about this the wrong way. It's a shotgun approach, everybody, same size fits all, when we know now pretty clearly who are the real at-risk groups, the elderly, those who already may have other underlying conditions, you know, isolating those at-risk groups instead of locking down the entire country and keeping everybody at home for 
endless periods of time. We still don't have any, you know, there's not even a sunset clause. We still have no idea how long this is going for. Some people have talked another six months or a year or 18 months. I mean, that's madness when you talk that way, especially in a place like Australia, where it really does look like we will never even reach 10,000 cases by the time this does uh, really come to an end. So we have to, again, just be sensible, got to pray for our leaders. They need to make sensible decisions. If they overreact, they can create a culture of fear. We already know, as I said, of people taking their own lives because of fear with corona. So uh, we got to act sensibly here. we got to act carefully, and that's true of us, and it's true of our leaders. Just quickly, Bill, the idea that our legislators, our leaders, are making these rules and regulations on the run without Mm. much opposition, argument, debate, so that these things can... And, you know, obviously people need to move quickly. Our legislators, our protectors need to move quickly in these circumstances. But what I can hear you saying here is that there are risks... Uh, to that sort of decisiveness that need to be called into account, some checks and balances. Uh, As you say, where's the sunset clause in all of that? Because as we've had some discussions over recent weeks, things get out of control and uh, it's very hard when people have power uh, to give it back once they've wrestled it from the people. Let me point people to your latest articles. And as you say, you've written a lot of articles of recent weeks on coronavirus. And a lot of those are very uh, thought stimulating. Uh, Let me just mention, say no to corona alarmists and shonky statistics. Another one called God, Man and Corona. One called Our Growing Surveillance State. Another one on healthcare, the state and liberty. You can find these articles at BillMuhlenberg.com or simply Google Culture Watch one word. Bill Muhlenberg, thanks so much for the update once again today on 2020. Always a pleasure. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.